Hey guys, my name is Zoe Lang, and I'm a freshman at the University of Michigan. Because we're all stuck in quarantine, I think it's the perfect time for my friends, as well as me, to share some of our best and worst stories. So it's all here, in my quarantine notebook. Dude, I already started recording. <laughs> okay. You should keep that part in. <laughs> All right, guys. For episode 10, I'm, again, keeping it light and breezy with a lot of little stories. And today, joining me, I have my older sister, Audrey Ling. Audrey, would you like to introduce yourself in any other way? Stop laughing. I had to swallow my water. I'm sorry. I'm Audrey Ling. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Light and breezy, she said. <laughs> That's what you're going to get. For today's episode, Audrey and I are going to be doing a sister tag of sorts. Essentially, I'll just be reading a question and our answers are going to be what the other, like what we think the other person is going to say about us. And some background on Audrey and I. We are Asian American, born and raised in Michigan, and we have about a year and a half age gap. We both go to the University of Michigan. We're very close friends, right, Audrey? (laughs) So for the first question, we have, what did I do as a little kid that was super memorable? Uh, I remember that it always took you, like, longer to get used to, like, swimming and be okay with, like, being in a pool. And we used to go to, we used to have, like, a lifetime fitness membership for, I don't remember how long, but it, it was a while, you know, and that's kind of where both Zoe and I learned how to swim or be, like, less scared of water. I don't think I was ever scared of water, to be honest. I think my dad just, like, threw me in, and I was like, yeet. Well, he was like, yeet, and I was like, this is fine. But Zoe always took, like, a lot, of, like, took a long time to get accustomed to water. She wasn't, she was always scared of it. So I think I remember, like, at Lifetime Fitness, they used to have this, it, I thought it was a mushroom. So as a kid, I called it the mushroom. And, like, the water came down, it was, it was like, okay, this is difficult to explain. Try to visualize it. And I think I remember um, Zoe, like, it took a lot of convincing to get her to, like, walk through that, like, sheet of water into, like, the space under the mushroom. But I think we did it, like, together one time. And then that was, like, the first time she, I think, started taking the first steps towards not being afraid of water or swimming anymore. And that was pretty memorable. I was afraid of water. <laughs> I was very afraid of that water. That was so long-winded. I should have said that in my introduction. Basically, I have to answer the question about what you did as a kid that was super memorable. And my answer to that would be that Audrey used to come up. Well, I would also like I got really into it as I got older, too. But Audrey would come up with these long, elaborate stories like while we were in car rides, like while we did anything. And they involved her three stuffed animals, two of them, which were Webkins. So like one Webkins bulldog, one mini Webkins bulldog and one large Webkins. No, it was a duck. No. Oh. (laughs) Okay. So there were a bunch of webkits and a bunch of stuffed animals. And basically she'd come up with all these stories with all these villains like Mariana P and Lucy Lip and just these random people, which we don't know. First off, like we don't know anybody that's named Mariana P. And she would just come up with these stories. And I'm pretty sure my parents would listen and first off think, wow, these kids are psychotic. And two, really enjoy it because it was like us like doing a, a skit or a play in the backseat of the car while they were driving. So for our second question, we have, what is something that completely changed about me as I got older? Um, I think that as we've gotten older, we've, we're super close in age. So I think that we've, like, it's like the trope that the younger sister always kind of, like, copies what the older sister does. I don't really think that was ever, like, super true about us. But I did think there was, like, definitely, 
like a shared interest that was kind of not like autonomous like Zoe kind of like what she liked kind of like I don't know maybe it's just me but kind of like mirrored what I like too but that's kind of like natural it happens when you're like close in age and you spend a lot of time together I think as we've gotten older it's like really and I think this is a very general answer but I think it's really cool to see how um we've kind of come from the same environment and we've been immersed in the same environment but we've she's kind of like branched off and she's definitely become more of like a leader and more of like a um very proactive person in her own life so I think that like she's definitely I wouldn't ever consider her like a follower but seeing her as like my younger sister it's kind of like you know you have your follower until you get to a certain point maybe you still do I don't know at least least for me I felt like I kind of had like a follower that kind of sounds bad I don't know (laughs) I'm coming out to be like (laughs) anyway I think the bottom line is I think that something that's changed about her is she's definitely learned how to really just take charge not just of other people that also sounds bad but like become a leader toward other people also she's learned or become more of like a do um a doer for her own life which I think is really cool to see wow thank you Audrey <laughs> although you did call me a follower <laughs> that came out wrong That's <laughs> what I meant. um but something that I think changed about you as you got older I have two things and they're not as specific as yours, but I think you got smarter somehow. I think you weren't as smart as I was when we were little, and somehow now you're smarter than me. So it doesn't really make any sense to me. I guess you developed better. Um, and also, your sense of style has gotten much better. I remember you used to wear this purple top, and it was striped. It was dark purple and light purple. And I have old photos, and we look so bad. And we both wore that because Audrey really liked it, which meant I really liked it because I was a quote quote follower but it was the ugliest shirt ever but now you're like always put together you have makeup on you wear really nice clothes you have good sense of style so that is my wait wait a fun tidbit I wore that dress shirt thing for so long that it started out as a dress when I first started wearing it but as I got taller it became a shirt so (laughs) you could kind of like garner from that how long I wore that dress shirt hybrid thing for like a couple of years (laughs) enough for me to like grow it into a shirt all right for our third question we have what was the one thing about me that everyone else commented on when we I or we were young I don't know I feel like most thing that no that was not grammatically correct people just said you looked a lot like daddy (laughs) I still think that but every time I just want to go to like when we went to like the houses of like family friends or like relatives they were like wow your Zoe looks so much like her dad that's literally it. <laughs> I mean, people still say that because I think it's true. Maybe it's just because they wear glasses. I look like a man is what you're trying to say. I think if you shaved your head. Okay, <laughs> you know what? Um, I have a way deeper answer than your answer. Uh, and this actually applies to both of us because this is what people said about us all the time. They just said that we were fat. Like they said we were chubby little Asian kids. I was going to say that, but I feel like that was too mean. So I didn't say it. But that is something that people used to say about us all the time. And I know we've talked about it. We've talked about it with our parents as well, but um, about how much that, I guess, affected us as we were growing up. Because we weren't skinny kids. We were actually kind of like a little chubby. But like at that age, that's pretty normal, you know? But I don't know. It did affect us negatively later in life, so... This is more like a quiz question. So for question four, where did I apply to college? You applied to MSU, U of M, and um, what is that school? Uh, Indiana, IU. That is true. 
you applied <laughs> to U of M, U Chicago, Yale, um, Harvard, no, Penn, and you had one more. Was it an Ivy? No. Brown? No. Brown is an Ivy. <laughs> oh, right. Duke? Duke is an Ivy. <laughs> no, it's not. Oh. What was the last one? Northwestern. Northwestern. Okay, yeah. She don't know shit. The next question, so question number five is, do you want to get married? Or do you want to get married? Yeah, do I want to get married? And do I want to have kids or a family? Well, mama and papa always say that this like could change in the future. But right now, I know your answer is no. You don't want a family. You don't want to have kids. You want to get married. You just want to be rich and single and be that cool aunt to my kids, which kind of is a spoiler to her answer for me. But she wants to be the single rich aunt that spoils my kids with nice shit. Yeah. I think, honestly, this might be a very controversial answer. But I think if I have kids and if I think I think if I get married, it'll hold me back and, like, not allow me to reach the peak or apex of my success. So I wouldn't want anything to get in between that. That's, like, kind of my reasoning. Um, for you, you do want to get married even though you've never dated anyone before. Um, and you do want kids and a family. So... But if the world ends in 2050, that might not be an ethical decision. So I'll have to see what happens in the coming years. Kind of assess where the world will end in 2050. So for question six, uh, the question is, what are your thoughts on our family and our extended family? So what are my thoughts, Audrey? No, I think this one would be better like expressed if we just answered ourselves. Okay, just go ahead then. I guess it depends on how you categorize family versus um, distant family. Like, would you say that, like, family is, like, the immediate family? Like, Yeah, like, mom and seven Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. In that case, I think for a close, immediate family, I consider Zoe and I, I think we share this sentiment. They're both extremely, like, very, very just lucky to have um, what we have. We uh, have two great parents just truly, I don't know, I feel like I've always, like, it's not impartial, but I think that we personally, like, have some of the best parents ever. Not that we have any other parents, you know, but I just think that we have great parents. <laughs> and then for our grandparents, even though, like, we suffer from a gap in terms of language, not only language, but also, like, I think culture and values as well. Like, there's definitely a bit of a disconnect there because we were born and raised in the U.S. Um, and they were basically lived a great majority of their life in China. And then they moved here. And um, now they live here, obviously. But I think that even though we have this language and value gap, I think there's still like a lot of affection. So I feel very lucky with, with that too. Like when they're very close to us and I know that like, I feel that they love us very much, even though it's sometimes difficult to communicate that to one another. And in terms of distant family, um, I think that on the other hand, we're not very close to um, our distant family, at least in my opinion. I'm kind of jealous of the people who have like a massive family network where they like know so many of their like aunts, uncles, um, their cousins are like their best friends. They see each other a lot. I think that in terms of like cl uh, closer distant family, I guess we're like not the closest, closest in the world, but we're not like far from each other. But I think that we definitely, there could be more effort on both ends. And there's definitely a disconnect, not just like geographically, but also in terms of like, um, kind of just knowing what's going on in each other's lives. We just really don't know. Wait, I want to add something. Okay, go ahead. Um, scrolling through my time, I was scrolling through like 
my timeline on Facebook, you know, like Asian, subtle Asian traits or whatever, they always talk about how like in an Asian family, like the words I love you are not like said and it's more expressed through like actions. But I never, I never realized that that was a thing because that's, those are three words that we've said like from the very, very beginning. So it's not just like, okay, how do we express this? I think that the way that my family expresses love is both verbal and through actions, which is always nice. It's, and I didn't realize how rare it was or how uncommon it was in other similar families, I guess, in terms of like cultural background until I was kind of exposed to that. And I was really like surprised. I was like super taken aback. But I think that kind of makes me even more thankful for what I have. Yeah, I just remember my sister, Audrey, sitting right in front of me, would rub my dad's bald head and say, this is a crystal ball. That has nothing to do with it. Yes, it does. Because what other family would, some like, dad be just chill with their daughter rubbing their bald head? <laughs> okay, yeah, that's our definition of love. That's what it is. For question seven... This is uh, another one of those that I'll ask you what you think I would say about myself. So am I book smart or street smart? I think you're pretty street smart. I think you would agree with that. Not I be- expected you to say neither, honestly. Oh, no, 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 no. I think that's always pretty, very, like, I don't exactly know how you would categorize street smart. I also feel like if we were, like, in the middle of the city at, like, 4 a.m., if someone tried to mug us, she'd probably be able to beat them down, you know? I don't know. She's a rugby player. I also think that she's like very socially smart. I don't know if that fits within the realm of being street smart, but I think that she knows people. But anyway, if you if we ever get mugged, she'll probably save us. So I think she's definitely street smart, more than book smart. Not because she's stupid, but also she didn't know what a country was until she was like 12 years old. Okay, so. it's not my fault. Anyways, uh, turning it around on you. I think you kind of have a solid mix of the both of them. Um, if you didn't know, Audrey got <laughs> a 1600 on the SAT. I don't brag about that, by the way. <laughs> so she's really book smart. Um, she's really good at academics. And she's like some type of natural smartness, too. I just like to say she really didn't study that much for the SAT. I don't brag about that. <laughs> so she just like already had that natural intelligence. And she's also pretty street smart as well. I feel like she could handle herself if she was thrust out into the world right now. So, yeah. What if I got mugged? Do you think I'd be able to beat them down? No, I think you would cry. <laughs> I think I would too. <laughs> Moving away from the sister tag type questions, um, this is one that you have to answer for yourself. So, what is one thing you've never told me? I need a long time to think of the answer for this. I don't know. I don't think I have a lot of secrets, but that's mo- that's because this sounds weird, but it's because I have a lot of secrets. Like, nothing feels like a secret anymore, if that makes any sense. Like, I just keep a lot to myself. I think I'm, I'm an Aquarius, a true Aquarius. People never know, you know? I'm not an open book. I'm so much of a closed book that I seem like an open book because there's just so much shit that's hiding, but I don't even know I'm hiding it because I just don't feel the need to share it with people. So I kind of forget that it's a secret. I truly... I'm telling the truth when I say there's no deep, dark secret that I'm holding because everything is a secret with me. I'm the exact opposite. I am an open book. I am a cancer, a true cancer, like Audrey said. (laughs) Um, I'm very emotional. I tell everyone everything. I think 
the biggest secret that I hid from a lot of people, stop cracking your knuckles, we're recording. Did you know, okay, this is a tidbit. Did you know that when you're cracking your knuckles, is the sound of the air that is between your bones escaping or like popping? I read that on Instagram today. Okay, you know what? No, edit that out. I, I, I'm going to continue. My answer. I'm just going to keep my answer. So basically the only thing that I really hid from my sister and my parents for like an extended period of time was how sad I was after that whole worst experience of my life. If you haven't listened to that podcast, episode two, that's my story. Definitely give it a listen. It's great. Uh, shameless plug right there but it is a great listen that was definitely a story and a portion of my life that I kept hidden from my family because I really felt like I could deal with it on my own I was like going through it but also I was like I don't want to burden my family by telling them like all this and how sad I am and like so yeah no I didn't tell them that but I told them like a month or two after so I feel like it's not that big of a deal okay closed book all the secrets what's something that our parents don't know about you, but I potentially could know. I would say that it's be- I got a new piercing, but I'm pretty sure they know about that because I keep on forgetting to hide it from them. I don't think they look at your ears. I think that you've gotten so many piercings that they can't tell that there's yeah, a new Yeah, honestly, I think I sometimes think that too. I'm like, man, when did I get this one? Uh, let me think. Well, I don't really know if it's like, I feel like I probably told them. This is also not that juicy. It's not very interesting. But when I was studying abroad, I had the chance to go to London. And pretty much I told my parents I was had, like, travel companions, you know? That was pretty much the only reason they let me go. And I technically did, as in, like, two other people from my class went to that area. But, like, I never saw them. I didn't seek them out. So, basically, I went to London by myself for, like, four days. I did everything by myself. And I went out. Like, I was out late at night by myself in London. And they don't know that. <laughs> it was fine, though. I was just kind of scared at night, but. I just ran a little bit to run away from the scary things. Yeah, my answer is definitely not as juicy. Again, I am like the biggest open book. I usually tell my parents everything, even if it like. Wait, I came up with a better answer. Okay, what was your better answer? Wait, I feel like I already said this. What? To them. I don't remember. I don't know if I even told you. Maybe just, this is an answer for the what previous is, Okay, one. what is it? Basically, last year um, on Valentine's Day, I got super wasted and then I got super sober and then I went back and I puked for like three hours and I cried because I was very emotional for some unknown reason because I was wasted. So I don't remember why I was emotional, but I was like, you know, wasted emotional when you're like super sad because of being wasted, but then you don't like know why. So you're just sad. I was like puking and crying for like three hours. My RA like slid some tums underneath the bathroom stall door at like 3 a.m. I don't know why she was there, but we stand her. I said, thank you. But I don't think she could tell it was my voice because it was very raw. And I was like, oh, thank God. I have a disguise. And um, I didn't use them because I was like, damn, people can hear me. So then I stopped and I went to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> That's not that juicy. Either. But it was, a, it was an interesting time. After that, I like stopped partying, like drinking for like four months because I was like, damn, I never want to feel like that ever again. That was hypothetical partying, right? Wait, what? Because we don't drink on this Oh, channel. yeah, of course not. <laughs> Apple juice. So mine is also hypothetical. So the first time that I did hypothetically drink, I went to my really good friend's boyfriend's house because his parents weren't home. But I couldn't tell my parents that I was going to this random boy's house to drink alcohol for the first time. It was basically, I told them that 
I was going to this girl's house, but I had been to that girl's house before. So they were like, no, you're not. Like, you're not in that location. They have like 360 so they, they can track where we are. Don't download that app. So essentially, I told them that her parents are divorced, even though they aren't divorced, and that I was at the other parents' house. <laughs> and it wasn't true. It was horrible and very embarrassing. And I still don't think they know, but whatever. <laughs> Only two questions left, Audrey. So what is your greatest fear in life? That's a good, I have a good answer for a good question. It's not really a good question, but it, it can like prompt a good answer. So I'm going to give you my good answer. Okay. What's the good answer? I don't know. I feel like this is kind of like, it sounds like common sense to me at least, but my greatest fear is to like be like, like, I don't know, a minute away from dying and be like, dang, I was not, I did not have a good life. I feel very unfilled. It's kind of, kind of stuff that you like, when hindsight, you have like regrets. That's my biggest fear. Because I think that's something you can't even predict and you can't like prevent because you don't know if you're going to regret something in the future. Usually, unless you like, I don't know, eat something that you're allergic to and you know you're going to have an allergic reaction and then you regret it later. That's different. But I feel like when you're making a big decision about like where you want to go with your life, what you want to do, who you want to date, like you don't know that at that moment when you make that decision, you only could potentially regret it in the future. We have no way of preventing that or knowing. And when it comes to big life decisions, like what you want to do with your life. I don't want to be the type of person who's going to regret it after. But I, yeah, there's no way to prevent it. So it's a very like pertinent fear. Like it's, I'm constantly living in fear of this, but not like in a way that I'm hiding. I just, it's always at the back of my mind, which makes me scared, but also it has mystery, you know? No. Yeah, actually my fear is very similar. It's living a media, mediocre life, like not living... To up to my full potential so yeah life of mediocrity 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 yeah that's my biggest fear and the last question and arguably the most important juiciest question of them all who is your favorite sister this is a question it's a trap to make me sound like a terrible person if i say me or sound like a like a kiss ass person if i say zoe so i'm gonna say that i think we're both pretty awesome and we appeal to different types of people, but I think also there's definitely intersection. I think we're both just pretty uh, okay people. We're not amazing, but I think if you get to know us, you probably will like us at least a little bit. If you don't, then like it's fine. Just don't tell me to my face because I'm also kind of sensitive. But I won't tell you that I'm sad. I'll just be like, oh, okay. So the short answer is both of us are great. Ish. Not that great. Kind of great. Okay. We're just okay. My favorite sister is me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, we don't actually have any other siblings either. So this question was a trap. She was supposed to say me, but it's fine. Um, my favorite sister, because I only have one sister, is Audrey. Oh. <laughs> you answered that so wrong. <laughs> Anyways, that's is it Audrey do you want to wrap up with anything do you want these uh listeners to kind of go away like come away with some lessons some big life overarching something kind of I feel like I've told Zoe that a lot of her podcast episodes don't really have like a super cut and dry moral and that's not really a good or bad thing and also like this one clearly does not have a cut and dry moral if anything you've walked away with from this with less brain cells <laughs> I think just from my personal perspective not related to any questions per se but like what I would want someone to live their life as is I don't know 
the way I choose to live my life is, I don't know, it kind of sounds bad, but try to make sure you're okay with just being by yourself. Does that make sense? Like, make sure you're okay with yourself before moving forward too much in life. Like, be be proud of the person you are or be at least okay with them. And then I think that you can live a more fulfilling life because not only do you understand yourself more and you can use that knowledge to succeed more and cope with failure if it were to happen. And also, I think it helps you understand other people more and have better relationships. So, yeah, be okay with being by yourself. Be okay with being independent. But also, yeah, don't be afraid to be a good, like, be have good relationships with other people as well. Thanks so much for coming on, Audrey. I'm sorry for laughing so much and drinking so much water at the beginning of this episode. <laughs> You're supposed to say thank you. Oh, thank you for listening, listener. Oh, God. Well, that's it for episode 10. I don't really have a nice fancy conclusion for this one. It was just me shooting the shit with my sister. And it was fun and I enjoyed it. And I hope you guys did too. So I'll see you in the next one. Thanks so much, guys. Oh,